On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, that was an absolute disaster. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Lockdown Eagles post-game show. Thank you for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen of the day, and I'm sure you're loving this Tuesday morning after another blowout loss to the Dallas Cowboys in Jerry World. The Eagles just collapsed at the seams in Dallas on Monday night with a 41-21 loss to the Dallas Cowboys. Louis DiBiase joining Eugene Camilleri Again, this is the Lockdown Eagles podcast, the post-game show. We've got four more episodes this week covering this loss to Dallas, moving on to Kansas City next week. The schedule is not getting easier for this 1-2 and two Philadelphia Eagles team. So guys, again, be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your shows. We're available wherever you listen to your podcasts, as well as on YouTube. Five days a week, we've got all our full episodes on YouTube and short videos. We're on Twitter as well, at LockdownBirds, at DBLCLOE, and at GC24 underscore football. Uh, Gino, I said this last week, and you did too, against San Francisco. This is a rebuilding year for the Eagles in 2021. I don't expect them to win 11 to 12 games. There are going to be moral victories, right? There's going to be feel-good things to take away from losses. Players won't admit that. But for the media, for the front office, for the evaluation process of the long-term future of this team, there is going to be some feel-good moments, even in losses. And I feel like last week against San Francisco, that's a good team that you pushed and pretty much outplayed through four quarters, and you kind of lost because of your own doing. But in this loss to the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, it wasn't 2019 Sunday night football blowout kind of, you know, blow it up. It's not that type of feeling, that kind of disaster, but it was close. I mean, most of the issues you have seen with this team came to uh, fruition tonight, and it's just one of those games where I'm struggling to feel good about pretty much anything. Yeah, I mean, that's about all you can say from this game is that you are not one of the best 10 teams in football, and Dallas clearly is right now. I think they're in that upper echelon that we kind of want to get to. And I always say, and I've tweeted it a ton of times tonight, you draft to beat your division. You learn that you're not the cream of the crop in your division. And we knew that this year was about finding who is going to be a part of the recipe moving forward, part of the formula. You're kind of seeing glimpses of, who you really can keep around and re- where you're really struggling. I mean, it was evident tonight that they did not have playmakers in the second and third tier of that defensive secondary. Their quarterback situation, their play call situation, Miles Sanders not being involved in that game plan when Dallas is out, three of their four starting defensive linemen taking penalty after penalty, Lou. Nick Sariani has this great quote. I love the quote, be good at things that do not require skill, and you're right. the most penalized team in the National Football League. What was it, 11 penalties today? 34 penalties. Yeah, 11 today. 34 penalties through four games. That is discipline. That is like 80% just, of them are on Derek Barnett, as you oh, saw man. Nick Sirianni get uh, yeah. on camera today, get caught saying it's always him when Derek Barnett got penalized today. Yeah, Gino Sirianni's been talking the talk a lot this year. Certainly has not walked the walk since that first game against Atlanta. It's crazy how different. And I feel more disappointment right now than 
in the offseason, if you didn't have that kind of dominant win where everything was clicking on all cylinders on both sides of the ball, the coaching staff looked so ready for that Falcons team. Mm -hmm. If they didn't have that kind of win, I don't think people would be as disappointed as they are right now. But the Eagles heading into the season didn't have crazy expectations, and they kind of raised the bar with that first game. Whereas right now, you know, to quote the late great Dennis Green, it's kind of they are who we thought they were. And this is not a good look for a lot of the supposed mm -hmm. core of this team. And I'm wearing a the quarterback factory knockoff of the Cheesecake Factory shirt to uh, kind of just point out the biggest issue today. And there's a lot of things we'll get into. But my biggest takeaway is something that we've been talking about on the show all year because it's the biggest question. It's going to be who is QB1 of the future? And Jalen Hurts is getting this year to prove he can be that guy. And so far through three games, he is not proving. He is confirming a lot of the issues that we had with him heading into this year as to why we thought he had a high floor but a low ceiling. They needed in this game their quarterback to elevate them. And instead, Jalen Hurts was a huge reason you lost. I think through three games, he's exactly the player that he was last year. I think he can make things happen with his legs. He can make plays happen when they break down. But again, Today, he was in inaccurate. He was late on throws. He left the pocket too early. He underthrew a lot of passes. Both interceptions were a direct result of those shortcomings. It was uh, just a disaster for Jalen Hurts in his first test against a star quarterback and a star offense that was moving the ball at will against your defense. He needed to step up, and it if anything, you didn't even just not win because of him. You lost in a huge part because of him. Yeah, let's start by talking about the things that Jalen Hurts couldn't control. And then we'll talk about what he could control. And that was his overall game tonight. And Seth Walder just tweeted out from ESPN stats and info. The Eagles had zero, not one, not two, zero plays with motion tonight. Mm -hmm. Unacceptable from play callings perspective. When you're like offensive line last year, yeah, when your offensive line cannot stay lined up, not take a false start, you can't figure out how to not have an ineligible man downfield. Guys are, even though they are some bad passes, if the ball hits your hands, you should be catching the ball in this league. Guys can't get open. It's it's the basic fundamental stuff we were talking about last year that is still an issue outside of the quarterback position. Now, going to the quarterback position, this guy is – an enigma, man. I mean, if you're a fan of Batman and you're a fan of the Riddler, Jalen Hurts is the Riddler personified. At times, he looks fantastic down the stretch there in that game where they're fighting back, and they're they're not really fighting back, but they at least have to show an ounce of pride. Makes that unbelievable throw on the run. Where was that the rest of the game? Like, where was the play calling? Well, to when get the defense was actually not giving you those kind of plays that's when he wasn't able to do anything Gino I feel like he's been exactly who we thought he was I mean everything that was a weakness last year is exactly the same this year he has not developed in the key areas he needed to this year and don't give me the and I'm not saying you did this but I had a lot of people tweeting at me today he's still only played seven games this isn't a there's a difference to yeah, me no, between a rookie that has played in the first six weeks of his rookie season compared to a guy that went through an entire season last year started a month of football got a whole mm -hmm. offseason as QB1 and is now quarterback one in his first season that is very different he should be much farther along than let's say Zach Wilson in week six of this season and again everything he looks like the exact same player and that was the issue he needed to take dramatic steps this year it's still only three games but he to me hasn't taken maybe one marginal step 
today was a huge step back. Yeah, I, I, you can't really find much good in that no. overall. And we like plan. to. I mean, on I, this podcast, we tried, yeah. you know. <laughs> I felt so negative every time I was tweeting tonight, and it just it, it really like it but breaks you gotta it down. Be when like it's the case, real. man. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, enough is enough, really. Like with the little stuff, like the penalties. That, that's that's BS, in my opinion. That's basic day one football. Like, just don't take a stupid penalty. Special teams is atrocious. Have they've gotten worse in special teams? Your defense is so situationally bad at this current moment in time when your defensive line causes a turnover in the end zone to tie the game up, and then you allow the opponent to score basically 30 unanswered points. Jonathan Gannon needs to get it together. Nick Sirianni needs to get it together. All in all, everybody on this team outside of Aaron Sipos and I would say Quez Watkins and Javon Hargrave Yep. Our can walk scot-free away from this game. Everybody so else wait. needs to look themselves in the mirror. Mm-hmm. So my issue what, is what that you- sounds like an entire team thing. And where does that go upstairs? And again, that's something we're yeah. not talking about. I mean, about there's issues, man. Looks- like the personnel's issues. There's I tweeted it out. The, the guy three that things, said this. You know, yeah, you know I love my alliteration. It's play calling personnel and penalties right now like penalties are easy to clean up play calling i think you could figure out throughout the season nick sirianni's still getting his legs underneath him no excuse for tonight but personnel man like this offseason is going to be huge with each draft picks and they need to nail them or they are going to be in this same rut that they've been in since the end of the super bowl and do you trust the guy upstairs I don't know, man. I I don't know what to do with this team. I just know that they aren't good enough to compete in this division right now. And mm-hmm. we we are learned that evidently tonight. They got out schemed yeah. by Mike freaking McCarthy, man. Like you're not playing Kyle Shanahan like you did last week. Oh, and you got out schemed against Kyle Shanahan. Then you get out schemed this week. What's going to happen when you play the Chiefs, the Buccaneers, the Saints? I mean, you're going to get railroaded like you did unless you turn things around quickly. Yeah. And could they get off to a bad start and only win one of their first six or seven games? Absolutely. It looks but like they need to do the little way. things right, Lou. Like, we can't even do the little things right. And that's why it drives me crazy when people say, like, the NFL is so much better than college football. These guys are professionals and still doing the same stuff that kids in peewee football are doing. Well, that's the issue. Not Gino. lining There's- up correctly. Yeah. It's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. There's I'm only, sorry. It's just no, go ahead. inexplicable. I mean, it's there's inexplicable. Only, there's only so much you can manufacture. This is the thing. Like a lot of it's on the coaches. A lot of it's on the scheme and the play calling. But at the same time, you need star players in the field. You need guys who just execute, do, man. Right. Because in the NFL, I mean, there's speed on so the back you end. You need yeah. guys up front that are right. going to win in the trenches. It's, and you need players who just day one yeah, stuff, man. You need players when the defense knows what you're doing. It doesn't matter. You still execute. Yeah. And, you know, a problem, a lot of the play calling is a direct result of the lack of trust in your personnel. And I think that has to do with Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. When you're throwing a lot of screen passes on third and long, you're not trusting him. You're also not trusting the protection up front. You're not trusting the receivers to get open in time. So a lot of it's on play calling. But at the same time, play calling comes from a direct result of what you feel your personnel can do or can't do. And today, again, that that late screen pass to Jalen Rager on third and 15, I'm like, man, they just they do not trust mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts tonight to make a play. And that was just fully so. Again, he held this team back. Really, 
everybody held this team back. Um, just, just a horrible performance across the board. I'm just, again, I'm very disappointed at quarterback because I was excited for this matchup. I was excited for this opportunity for Jalen because as mm-hmm. you mentioned, okay, coming up, Gino, he has like this, this just was only the first test against Dak Prescott. Murder is real, brother. Get yeah. ready. It's going to be rough. Play the Chiefs next week, a one and two desperate Chiefs team with Patrick Mahomes so that Jalen Hurts has to keep pace with. You play Tom Brady in a couple weeks. Derek Carr, you play in a few weeks too. Within the month of October, you play those three guys. Derek Carr, there might not be a quarterback playing better than him right now. He's an early MVP yeah. favorite. You're playing the red-hot Carolina Panthers who are undefeated. It like This is just the first test, and like you said, could this be a could this get to the point where in a month, me and you are already doing mock drafts and talking about like competing with Houston, Detroit, New York for that top pick? It, it's crazy. I mean, that's kind of where we thought we would be more so mm-hmm. rather than being Super Bowl contenders on that spectrum. But again, that Atlanta win put us in a different mindset where we didn't expect to be there. But now it, that seems like we we're seeing the fork in the road, and that looks like a path that's opening up. Yeah, this really seems like you're you just went through round three, right? And this is seen this seems to be like one of those fights where the favorite is like minus nine hundred and the Eagles are just in that like precarious position where they got knocked down twice in the second round, then they finally got knocked out in that third round. And you know what? You can't throw in the towel because there's still fourteen more weeks of this stuff. And these tests are coming quick Lou like they're playing good teams you're gonna find out and as bad as it is you know we're still answering questions and that's the thing we have to remember at the end of the day yeah like we're solving answers Mm -hmm. for better or for worse you're solving an answer to this I'd rather have Jalen Hurts play like that than be this middling average quarterback right. that I don't know what to think about. So like 12 for 16, two touchdowns, right. and 200 you win yards, 20 to no 17. Like I got yeah. some pushback before the game. I said, I care more about how Jalen hurts does tonight than if the Eagles win or lose this game, I'd rather have them lose 35, 33. And he went toe to toe with Dak than win 20 mm-hmm. to 17. And he had 156 yards in a passing touchdown. So for better or for worse, like you said, you are answering questions today. It was just in a much, uh, more negative light and in a way that fans didn't yeah. want the, 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 the question is getting answered. It's just not the answer you wanted at least to start. Hey, reality sucks sometimes, man. Like you, you could say all That's you want, wear all the t-shirts you want, Nick Sariani and get the boys juiced up. But sometimes reality comes and punches you in the face. And the Dallas Cowboys did that. And they've done that the last couple times to him, man. This is yeah. the first time in the last couple games that the Eagles have been hit over the head by Dallas and Jerry world. I mean, they've allowed over 35 points the last three times that they've played them in total. And especially Mm -hmm. in Jerry world, they've just been getting buried. And now you look at it, you're in a tough stretch yet again. You have a backloaded part of your schedule where you're facing the division a ton. This whole next 14 games is going to be very telling and hopefully they can get some positive out of it and not figure out all these questions for better or for worse in a bad light and hopefully get some good play. Like I, yeah. I like real quick, let's say some nice things about the Eagles. Javon Hargrave is a very good football player. Josh Sweat is a very good football that player. That doesn't get enough snaps, think- so I can turn that into a negative <laughs> too. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that, I know. Hey, they did do a better job tonight, but I don't think Derek Barnett's going to be on the field much longer. Uh, I think outside of that, though, Aaron Sipos is your only upside there, too. And you're learning that not having star players at linebacker now and safety 
it matters, man. Like I was pounding the table for so long to get a guy like Darnell Savage, who if you watched that game in primetime last night, mm-hmm. looked unbelievable for Green Bay. Guys like Juan Thornhill, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. You need guys that allow you to take away space from quarterbacks that are in the upper tier like Dak Prescott, who is going to be efficient and cut you to death by a million cuts if you play this soft zone, which they did. And Dak Prescott played as good of a game as you could have asked him to play tonight. And hats off to him and hats off to Dallas. They completely beat the hell out of him. And they had a better game plan, so hats off to them. Yeah, I definitely want to get into the defensive game plan um, when it comes to the Eagles and the Dallas offense. We'll get into that coming up next. A lot of bad takeaways on that side of the football as well in this 41-21 to blowout loss to the Cowboys and Jerry World on Monday Night Football. Eagles fans, this is Louis DiBiase, and I have an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's Get Upside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Again, just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon in cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Again, just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. So I would assume if you were watching tonight's game and you weren't an Eagles or Cowboys fan that you were probably gambling on this game. And the best place to gamble is at betonline.ag. And they're back and better than ever as everybody's eyes are on the gridiron. The TV ratings for football this season are through the roof and you'll love to see it. And as always, you can go to BetOnline, your number one spot for pro and college football action this season. With updated site and interface, they have even more odds, props, and contests. And Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. And if you bet some of those player props tonight with the Bet Online LOE3 from Locked On Eagles, you would have made some money, Lou. That's we right. did pretty dang well. I think we hit seen on how this Eagles. I think six? we went five and one or six five and zero. Oh. I think we yeah. were almost hundred percent. So go today to betonline.ag and get a one hundred percent welcome bonus using the promo code NFL100. And you can bet with us next week when we do our LOE three. And for anything basketball, boxing, hockey kicks off very soon. Get your favorite Vegas casino games and take advantage of all the amazing offers today for the 2021 season. Bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. This is the Locked On Eagles post game show. Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri, the Eagles. Get embarrassed once again in Jerry World. That's been a consistent theme over the past few years. 41 to 21 is the final. The Eagles fall to one and two on the season. Gino, we got deep into the offense in segment one and the shortcomings of Jalen Hurts, a really big blown opportunity for QB1 on Monday night. But at the same time, like I talked about how Jalen Hurts, it was all the same issues with Jalen tonight that you've seen throughout the last year and a half. But when it comes to the defense, Throughout the first three weeks, even though they had only allowed, what, one touchdown or two touchdowns in the first couple weeks of the season, the issues have remained the same, and that really showed its ugly head against Dallas. I just, 
we, me and you talked a lot about this with Jim Schwartz, and I think it's even more with Jonathan Gannon's scheme, at least early on. I can't stand it, man. Even when it works, it's just not my philosophy with defense. It's not my cup of tea. It's soft. It allows easy yards on the air and on the ground. It sustains drives. It drains your defense. And a team with weapons, this is the thing, man. Like You can bend and not break against Jimmy Garoppolo and Matt Ryan and that Falcons attack. But when a team like Dallas has the weapons they do, and a top-tier quarterback like Dak Prescott that is so smart, so physically gifted, they're going to take advantage of those long uh, trips to the red zone. Like They're going to capitalize and turn those into touchdowns. You cannot do this with every single team. You can't be the Jim Schwartz tunnel vision where you're running. Well, I saw the next-gen graphic before the game where you're running off coverage, soft zone, five yards off the line of scrimmage, 83% of the time, where second place is like Denver at 67%. The idea of zone coverage to me really makes me angry because zone, yes, you have to have a zone, but in the end, it's zone man. Because when a guy comes into your zone, you have to take him. And if right. nobody is in your zone, you find work. The idea to find somebody. That's there were times that if you looked at, there's uh, some individuals that tweet out like touchdowns with the dots, like the mm-hmm. next gen stats dots. And there were times that, Guys were sitting in their zones, not defending anybody. Right. And there's one-on-one coverage, especially the Steve Nelson first touchdown. You have 42 in Kavon Wallace having to make sure that Amari Cooper doesn't go vertical. But then you have Darius Slay covering absolutely nobody in the flat. It's like, I have this area. Like, CeeDee Lamb's going, but I can't touch him because I got to stay over here. I, I Exactly. Man, I, I, think it's, I think it's playing scared. And I there's always... An open space. And guess who was coverage. agreeing with us, Lou? Peyton Manning and Eli Manning uh, yeah, on the Manning broadcast. They were tearing broadcast. apart that soft defense, saying how awful the scheme was tonight. And then the best play, arguably, of the game came when Darius Slay was playing man coverage, uh, and he turns around and makes an unbelievable PBU. Yeah, that's that's the type of stuff that drives me insane with zone coverage because it, it it's like. It's so polarized. You know, it's either like you play man or you play zone. It's like, no, you could play zone with right. man concepts. There's ten, tens of thousands of books and articles on this exact type of thing. And when you have Darius Slay and Steve Nelson, who are known for getting in the faces of right. wide receivers, this isn't Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby. Man. Yeah, it's not yeah. Mills and Darby. This, you know, it's crazy. Ironically enough, normally with Jim Schwartz's personnel, this kind of defense made more sense. But with right. the Eagles, you don't have the personnel right now on the second and third level at safety and linebacker to cover this much space. You don't no. have the guys to make up for. You don't have the Isaiah Simmons, right? Like, look at the Cardinals. They're unicorn linebackers. Yeah. Jeremy Collins, Chin. Isaiah Simmons, Jeremy Chin in Carolina. You don't have that kind of range to make up for the space you give up in this high cover two zone concept. Mm. Like, you're giving up. A, it's not just through the air, but on the ground, too. You're light in the box because Anthony Harris is deep. You know, Malcolm Jenkins isn't roaming the line of scrimmage anymore, and you don't have the dogs up front at linebacker or safety. I loved what you said in segment one, man. They have to add. I don't know. I don't care if it's at linebacker or safety. You have to add that hybrid player that can do it all if this is going to be the way they run this scheme. You have to have it. You have the cover corners right now to do the opposite, right? I mean, honestly, this scheme fits what you used to look like rather than what you look like now. 
See, the thing is, I think it does match what we look like now because you don't have all the pieces to play man, but you have some of them. So run those man concepts. You can sure. run Darius Slay in man all day long and then run zone opposite to the to the field. Mm-hmm. That's that's a basic thing to do in coverage, and especially with how good the defensive front is. I think we can all agree that we just have to let the defensive front do what they do, except for when you rush three on fourth down in the red zone when you have to get a turnover. Unbelievable. But the thing with Jonathan Gannon, Lou, is he's an enigma in himself too because I thought the best play that they had was when they blitzed, I think it was Avante Maddox off the edge yep. and Josh Sweat off the edge, and they create that pressure immediately because they're, Dallas couldn't figure out their slide protection to cover both of those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you change up your looks and zone, that's when it makes things frustrating. If you see what Baltimore does, there's seven, eight guys up at the line of scrimmage. The Eagles were doing that in week one, and it really caused problems for Matt Ryan. They did a little bit of that last week, but it just seems like Jonathan Gannon just didn't want to do that anymore. I I didn't understand that. And uh, the game plan on both sides and especially special teams too, I just, they got outclassed, outmatched in in all phases of the game. And it it really does. It's top down, man. Like this is nobody isn't to blame for, for real. They have to look Mm -hmm. themselves in the mirror and figure it out quickly. I'm disappointed too, Gino, because I'm okay with this being the base scheme for the Eagles defense, but I thought Jonathan Gannon was going to come into this year with much more of an open mind when it comes to being more multiple and better with situational defense, right? Where Jim Mm -hmm. Schwartz kind of did the same thing all the time. And if he did switch to something like uh, two years ago in 2019 against Atlanta, he finally decided he was going to blitz, but then okay, I'm going to the blitz. I'm not going back to the other stuff. This is what I'm doing now. Like that stubbornness. Yeah. I didn't expect Jonathan Gannon to be the same way. And yet this mm-hmm. defense is very simplistic. They don't blitz a lot. They run basically the same stuff. I like the the two, sing, uh, two safeties up top. I'm like, okay, great. That means Slay and Nelson can play more aggressive at times. And you've got guys to help over top a lot of the time. But no, those two just cover an area. I just, man, again, you can play this kind of way against a young quarterback that will get confused and isn't as decisive as Dak Prescott, but you have to be, I mean, this coaching staff is saying all the right things and then they're just not practicing it. Like they say, it not only just fit your scheme around what your players can do, but also what your opponent does well or doesn't do well. And today, I just think their game plan on both sides of the ball, like you said, was just the opposite of what I would have did against the Cowboys. Yeah, I totally agree. And to get to like the root cause of it all, I think it comes down to personnel too, because the idea of what Jonathan Gannon wants to do makes perfect sense. I've been shouting from the rafters for them to run more quarters coverage in today's NFL because it allows you to have more guys against the pass. But when you run this soft nonsense where you're having pillow fights with these guys out there and you don't even want to touch them, social distancing is done, folks. Like, get in there and get up at the line of scrimmage. Like, let's go. Like, you can't do that against Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb and even Cedric Wilson tonight, man. Like, he's a good player as a fourth receiver, but you made him look like he was one of the top guys in the division. Yeah, and, and it it drives me insane. But if you could turn around and go out and get a guy like Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame, that's an all star on the back end that could cover so much ground. You could do a lot more. But right now you're limited, so make it work with what you got. Like I don't want to hear that excuse. Like make it work. Like there's been guys in the league that have done a lot with a lot less. 
than yeah. the Philadelphia Eagles defense currently has personnel-wise. Sirianni might have an excuse. Jonathan Gannon doesn't have an excuse, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And this defensive line continued to bail them out early in the game, right? Jalen yeah, Hargrave. Thank God for them. Yeah, Hargrave with that strip sack in the back of the end zone. The ball flies up. Fletcher Cox catches it for a touchdown. Hargrave had another sack later in the day. The defensive line has been able to be the reason you bend but don't break. But again, when you lose Brandon Graham now, Gino, like that's the heart and soul of this unit. When Derek Barnett is not reliable because he's just the most undisciplined player I've ever seen, and he doesn't get to the quarterback enough, he's not good enough to get the amount of snaps he does and to get the amount of uh, this this long leash that he has. And meanwhile, Milton Williams is starting over Josh Sweat to start the day. Patrick Johnson and Jannard Avery are out there more than Josh Sweat. It, yeah, I mean, there's just the defensive line can't carry you, especially when you're not handling even that unit the right way. It just, yeah, defense, I'm not very happy with Jalen Hurts because he's the most important part of this season and the future. But I think as a unit, I, I agree with you. I feel like the offense, there's more excuses. Like the offensive line's getting beat up. This receiving core is so young still. Jalen Hurts is your quarterback. The defense is where I'm, again, angrier at than on, on offense. Totally agree, man. Like you have a lot of players on that unit. And I think the guys are showing up on the front end. I think Darius Slay is flashing at times. But when you say that you're going to put these guys in the position, actions speak louder than words. There's tape. It's evident what position these guys are in. I mean, you're going to see it when you look at it tomorrow, Jonathan Gannon. Don't be dumb to this idea that you called a good game in your division against a team that was beat up in their own right, and you still allowed 41 points. Inexcusable. The Eagles fall 41-21 to on Monday Night Football against the Dallas Cowboys. They are now 1-2 on the season. Guys, this postgame show on Lockdown Eagles is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? Maybe it did tonight. You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion, and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. The good thing about being a fan of football is that even when you lose, you have one thing that is reliable and can make you happy, and that's food, Lou. You know, food will always make you happy, even after the worst game and the worst loss to the field, to the Dallas Cowboys. Excuse me. And the one food that makes me really happy is the cookie dough chunk built bars. This Those whole box things- was cookie dough, Gino, completely empty. Absolute masterclass oh. of a built bar. I think they're the best, and they still have their nine delicious original flavors coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. But I'm telling you, go get that limited edition cookie dough chunk. Absolutely off the charts. They are low in calories, low in sugar, low in carbs, high in protein. I mean, what more could you ask for? It's basically like you're eating a candy bar 
but you don't go through the candy aisle to get it. You go to the right, health without section. Without the guilt either. <laughs> yeah, without the guilt. It's absolutely fantastic. And when you stress eat like six or seven of them after a loss, you don't feel as bad. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off at BuiltBar.com. This is the Lockdown Eagles postgame show. The Eagles fall to one and two after a blowout loss to the Dallas Cowboys, 41 to 21. Excuse me. Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri, wrapping up this edition of the show. Guys, we do have four more episodes this week, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah, Gino, it was just a disaster on offense, on defense, and then we talked about penalties rearing their ugly head today, 11 on the day. They lead the league in penalties. And then the injuries came back. Like this team was able to stay healthy all summer, and they have not been able to do that in years since what 2016 at this point. Um, and even through the first two weeks, the Brandon Graham injury was huge, and so was Brandon Brooks. And then it starts to pile up again today or this week. Jordan Maialata doesn't play. Andre Dillard starts a left tackle. Isaac Sayamalu then carted off late in the game. The offensive line, like talk about the season getting out of control really fast. There's a lot of reasons that can be the case, but last year, what was it? It was when that offensive line started getting hurt. And if this is the case again today, I, I thought, or this year, I thought Andre Dillard looked okay today, but Landon Dickerson looked shaky. And now without Samalu inside, it could get bad quick. And then like you, I love what you said all off season about how you need veterans because it helps you evaluate the other young guys. Because if your offensive line is terrible, how can you properly evaluate what Jalen Hurts can do for another 14 games? And if this offensive line, if the injuries are long-term, that's going to hurt that evaluation process as well. Yeah, and only giving the running backs three carries tonight, I mean, yeah. it should be a jail sentence in its own right. But it does go to the fact that, yes, the offensive line was beat up a little bit. And the bit. game got out of hand really quick, too. Very so. quickly. And you weren't in a position to really establish the run at all. And mm -hmm. you know what this kind of felt like, Lou? And it is kind of funny, and time is a flat circle, that we're playing the Chiefs next week. It almost felt like that 2017 Chiefs game where they ran it, like, I think two times LeGarrette yep. Blunt carried the ball in that game, if I'm not mistaken. And people were really hard on Doug Peterson after that and his game plan and his play calling. Nick Sariani really needs to practice what he preaches, man. Like, get back to the basics and hold yourself and be your hardest critic. Like, mm -hmm. it should not take three and a half quarters for you to have some impressive play calling. Like, the, the best play calling they had was when they're in garbage time and they really needed to move the ball. Like, Take some of those principles and put them in the beginning of the game. I'm telling you, you have the guys to make it happen. Big plays in back-to-back -back weeks right off the bat. Like Dallas Goddard, that first play right out the gate, you're moving. You're moving. You're cooking. Let's keep that going. It, as bad as it is right now, you have to see how they respond. Or we're going to learn, for better or for worse, more about this team. And let's hope it's for the better. I really do because – Tonight, we're going to put this one behind us. I'm glad it's Monday night. We got a short week. We get back to work on Sunday against the Chiefs. We'll see what happens, but this team's got to figure it out and quick, man, or it could get off the rails, and we might be doing mock drafts, like you said, sooner rather than later. Yeah, that's the thing with this stretch coming up. You got the Chiefs soon or next week. You've got Tom Brady and Tampa Bay coming up. You got to go to Vegas to play the Raiders. You got to play the Panthers. They're three and zero. There's a lot of tough tests for yep. this Eagles team. This is make or break already. Like this was the sh uh, the stretch. Mm -hmm. Even in the off season, we said was going to make or break the 2021 season and determine if you're going to be competitive or not. 
I guess, Gino, to wrap yeah. up the show, maybe on a positive note, you look at the NFL standings right now in the 2022 NFL draft, the Eagles are pretty nicely set up. They could have three top 10 picks right now if the season ended today, right? So I guess in a rebuilding year, that's definitely a positive to look forward to. That's what the season's about, brother. It's yeah. about evaluation. Carson Wentz played and the Colts lost. The Dolphins, they lost. The Eagles lost. I mean, I'm not saying tank, but in a, with a team that looks like they need a lot of help on defense, especially with young talent and maybe a quarterback, you're going to need that. You're going to definitely need that. Aaron Sipos is a great metaphor for this season. He's the team MVP. He plays the punter position. Pun on this season. <laughs> Let's get those picks, man. This team Watch needs them win like 31 to 20 next week against Kansas City because that's what they Wind used shocking. to do. It's Philadelphia, dude. It keeps that's you what on I'm your saying. toes. And NFL, stop scheduling NFC East games for prime time. I'm sorry for right, anybody no, else who has to watch to this. Any, Put it yeah. on Sunday, 1 o'clock in a mix of eight other games. That's all I we agree. can hope for. I agree 100%. The Eagles fall to the Dallas Cowboys 41 to 21 in this blowout loss on Monday night football. The Eagles are now one and two and they move on back to Lincoln financial field on Sunday to take on Patrick Mahomes and that desperate one and two Kansas city chiefs team. Me and Gino have that game covered all week long, as well as a look back at this game with stock up stock down tomorrow. We have our Wednesday show. We've got crossover Thursday, Locked on QB1 on Friday. So again, be sure to subscribe to Locked on Eagles wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. And follow us on Twitter at Locked on Birds, at GC24 underscore football, and at DiBiase L-O-E. For my co-host, Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. This has been your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked on Eagles. We thank you for having Locked on Eagles be your first listen all day, every day. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And let's go birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.